eventually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Ugh. That's a problem for, like, later Holly Tomorrow, Esther. Esther. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, shall we do this? Shall yes, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Wildly Tarot Podcast. Hi, Esther. Hi, Holly. <laughs> wow, what a month September was. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we survived. That's the good thing. We did survive. Uh, yeah, we all made it through. We are here now. Um, there were, oh God, we aren't even going to make excuses for ourselves, but we're so no. excited to be back. And I guess our fall, now we know that our fall season really would work better if it were October, November, October. rather than yes. September, October. Yes, yes. Or August or end of August, September, October. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, September, it was just rough this year. There was a lot going on uh, mm. and a lot of really hard stuff, a lot of really emotional stuff. And also a literal computer death, which was not oh, even yeah. a problem. I mean, Esther oh, no. fixed that within a week. It was a lot <laughs> well, of other stuff going on, too. <laughs> well, th- well it, was, it just happened. The timing of it was like the day before recording, and I didn't get my next one the day after we had planned to record the we following were supposed- week. So. Right, and then I had to go out of state. It was just so chaotic. But we're back. We and are, And also, because of our weird little like three week additional hiatus uh we're just gonna jump into kind of a regular episode so yeah i guess first esther do i is it, it do you want to talk about why we have uh to keep on track today like is oh. this something that you're excited about sharing oh, with others or yeah, is that's... it something you want to keep to yourself for now oh no i can i can definitely share well i um decided that i wanted to make friends and that yes. the way that <laughs> the way i decided to make local friends was to join um, a yoga studio in their yoga teacher training program. I just go balls to the walls, apparently. I don't I know. do anything just, small. There's no medium. It's there's just no. only, okay, well, I'm going to be a yoga, yoga teacher. Then. Yoga teacher, yes, exactly. <laughs> so um, I at the moment, I'm not, like, planning to actually teach yoga because, I mean, like, of course, like, you can throw a stone and find a white lady who knows how to do yoga. But I th- it's more of the personal development side for me and the kind of the challenge yeah. of it all. So we are on a time constraint today because Esther has to attend three yoga classes a week and one of them is coming up. So <laughs> that's why we're in like a, we have to actually focus today and not get off topic. Right, exactly. We can't be off topic. It's, you know, my parents go to yoga probably like four times a week or maybe uh-huh. even five. So yeah. are you telling me that they should be part of a yoga teacher program? I mean, I'm surprised your dad isn't already certified because with the uh, <laughs> the extent of his hyper fixation on some things, I'm surprised. Oh, he's oh not my gosh, I know. My dad, I think I've talked about it on the, on the podcast before, but my dad, when, when he was in his 30s, he was the father of three young kids and uh, like kept injuring his back. And so he started doing yoga for strength exercise reasons. But because we're in this really small town, the only yoga had an incredible uh, spiritual component to it because it was just, you know, like a woman Uh who had lived in Tibet and she was a Tibetan Buddhist. And she like is a really wonderful person. I actually remember doing yoga in her like she had a big sort of like out building on her property. I wanted to say outhouse, but that is totally not what I mean. Uh, I think probably somebody created to be like an art studio or something. She turned it into a yoga studio. I have a very clear memory of getting home from doing yoga with my dad and a bunch of like 60 year old women. I think my dad Mm -hmm. was probably in his late forties at the time and getting home and realizing that I had like bled through my pants. Oh no. (laughs) And I was telling my mom, Oh my God, this is so embarrassing. And she's like, why you were in a room with your own father? 
brother and somebody and uh, like like 10 other women who this has probably happened to innumerable times in their yeah. lives like and you surely, have nothing to be embarrassed about <laughs> yeah well and surely they would if they had noticed they would have discreetly come to tell you too right you know? yeah exactly everyone was really focused on their own you know movement Practice, stuff, yeah so it was not something yeah. that they needed to worry about but man i was so embarrassed oh. i didn't go back for a while oh poor subsequently Holly. i think that my parents have gotten really close to them again through my dad's involvement with other stuff so it's mm-hmm. like kind of cool full circle but i'm so excited Aww. for you because thank you you love the body movement stuff and also hopefully you'll make friends and hopefully they won't all be like yes sneakily very very evangelical christians who just happen to also oh. be into yoga it's like doing yoga <laughs> oh geez it's 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 hard i'm like listening to the music and i was like okay i don't wait know a second these, they so just said he clear. with a capital h like h exactly <laughs> they're trying to sermonize me in savasana get out of here yeah, like exactly <laughs> Like, but the good thing talk. is that since you have years of experience, you know exactly oh, all of yeah. that. Like all of the evangelical dog whistles to be like, oh, no, wait it. a second. <laughs> wait a second. So, so yes, uh, I'm excited and hopefully it'll be, I, I think it's been, it's been productive already despite oh, a few little, little quirks, but yes, I'm enjoying it. So I'm so, so happy yay. for you. And it's also a good way to make sure you're like getting out of the house while you're kind of going through a exactly. period of time. That's where partially also why I did. Yeah, yes. <laughs> because you are you you know that you're going to spend the next couple of months like really thinking about what you want to do with the next 15 right. years of your life and that is exactly. such an easy like accidental never see anyone other than the people who oh, you live yeah. with kind of mode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or just completely like I'm just going to die in my little hovel here, no one bother me, you know, like right exactly the ass- mode. the assumption that nothing is ever going to change. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like ugh, just just well, just I'm leave me alone. So excited for you. Yeah, exactly. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I'm so excited yeah. for you. I think this is going to be great and I think that uh once the dogs can start participating in some way, they're going to yes. really love it. <laughs> They're gonna they're gonna love the separation eventually. <laughs> yeah, so, probably not, eventually. but maybe they'll be fine with it eventually. <laughs> All right, you're pulling a card for the day. Yay! I'm using a black salt tarot to pull the card today from our friend Logan, who I Yay! think his Kickstarter for Lilac Lenormand is still up. So go check that out yes. if you want just a really solid, really well thought out uh lenormand deck that's super cute and inviting and i think groundbreaking in many ways but we'll talk about approachable yes Um, wonderful okay let's see oh i gotta count two three four five six seven the card of the day is the ten of cups yay oh i love it Yes. That's so awesome. It's <laughs> so exciting. <laughs> I know. I really missed you, Esther. It's been way too I've, long. We've missed, it's been way too long. We talked, like I told people in the Discord, they were like, oh, we, I just realized there was a new episode, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, we've had some personal stuff going on in September, but we talk every day. So we're not like one yeah, of the people that are we're like, fine. <laughs> we are, as per usual, we yeah. say, we are fine. It's just everything else around we us. We are is fine. Not. <laughs> I know, exactly. And I think it's also another really good example of, a time where like you and I being so I guess like I don't know devoted to each other and to all of this it's like mm-hmm. it hasn't felt I haven't felt bad for saying look I can't do this oh and, yeah like yeah I haven't felt like frustrated I mean it just is so nice that we're not like I mean I think part of it's because we 
shut down our Patreon, so we're not worried oh, yes. about people being mad at us, but... <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> we're like, it's fine, we're fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly, but still, it's just been so re- relieving to be like, yeah, we can just say, September's a wash, you know what? We yeah, tried. Yeah, exactly. We did try, <laughs> we tried our best, and we didn't want to give anyone any sort of, like, we didn't want to overextend ourselves in that reflect in the podcast so right exactly and when yeah. i woke up this morning for this it is currently six twelve. when i woke up this morning for this at five initially i was like i'm so excited nathan was like why are you up so early and i was like i'm recording wildly tarot and he's like okay i'm sorry and i was like no i'm really fucking stoked <laughs> <laughs> that's so cute. And that's how it should be. It shouldn't be like, oh, yeah. I have to whisper because my in-laws are in the next room, which was part oh, right. of the reason that September was rocky. We had right. like two weeks where our recording day would have been with house guests for me. Uh, anyway, so yeah, so, it's been great. Yeah. But we have two questions that I think are kind of thematically sort of similar, which I find interesting, especially where we, where you are yeah. with your kind of like professional uh-huh. career and then where I am after September making me feel like what's the point of all of this stuff after losing a dear friend (laughs) way too young. Yeah. So I just think it's kind of interesting that we get to talk about this stuff together. Yay. Well, I can't wait. So the first question of our episode is from Deborah, and she says, I've just finished my master's degree in history and I was considering saving up to go to drama school because of health issues. Issues. I've decided that I can't do that, which I'm upset about, but I have to be realistic. I'm currently applying for jobs, but not really getting very far, as my experience is in admin, and I'm trying to get a post in theater or publishing world so that I can combine my experience with my interest. I'm also looking to carry on with my writing and get one of my novels into a form where I can take it to agents, but I'm struggling to actually act on that. Recently, I keep drawing the Five of Cups and sometimes the Five of Pentacles. I'm clearly overlooking something, but whenever I ask my cards what it is or where to look for, I get very unhelpful or vague answers. Could you please help me see what I'm missing and if there's a path for my future that I haven't considered? Okay, Deborah. I really love it when people ask questions like this because I feel like, yes, we can answer the actual bulk of the question, but I also feel like answering the why am I getting the Five of Cups so much is such an interesting conversation. Right. Yes, I agree. That is really and like the and sometimes like the five of pentacles as well. Yeah, um, which is so interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, just... so who do we want to go first? Because we, we don't we can't see each other, so we don't know the verbal cues anymore. Just I know. FYI. I know. We're <laughs> trying our best. Internet man. Uh, okay. So why don't we pull for explanations of the five of cups, or okay. like what the five of cups could be referring to, and then we can pull for the overall question. Okay, what Five of Cups is referring to? And I'm using my Hilda tiles because in a mad cleanup uh, effort, <laughs> almost all of my decks are neatly put away, and I don't want to risk, risk bringing them all out. Unless Hilda's like, no thank you, ma'am. Okay. All right, so I actually think that the cards that I got in terms of, like, what the Five of Cups could be representing are really interesting. So I pulled three just because that was the vibe I was going for. And first I got the Two of Pentacles, followed by the Eight of Cups and the Queen of Cups. So I feel like there is something, like, the thing that the Five of Cups is representing is that you're still holding on to something that you kind of need to release. That's kind of what Mm -hmm. I'm getting. 
Like, yeah. and I think it might be the novel component, like the wanting to also continue writing thing because uh-huh. the queen of cups is indicating to me that it's something you feel really emotionally invested in. And also that you feel like you've done a ton to work towards, but mm-hmm. paired with the eight of cups, it's like, maybe turn your back on that for a little bit so that you can focus on moving forward and kind of moving into a new space. The eight of cups uh-huh. is such a representative card of that for me. Right. And even though you have so much emotional involvement with this project, the eight of cups is one of those cards where it's like, that's okay. You can leave those cups standing up behind you and return to it when it's time. But right now mm-hmm. when you're trying to balance like the, finding a new job, going to grad school, finishing your novel, all of that two of pentacles energy of trying to keep both things in the air and like find a way to balance it. It might be best if you sort of release something that you feel really emotionally connected to and also almost totally done with so that you can move into your next space. And then you can return to pick that up again later. But in terms of like creating a balance at this point, you have to put something down. Yeah. I drew the six of pentacles and the seven of wands and immediately got like the impression that you're trying to do too many things. Yeah. Like that six of pentacles is that exchange between like, I usually think of it as that exchange between like a, like a higher person and a lower person, like on this, on a scale sort of thing. But with that yeah. seven of wands in there, it feels like that there's way too much that you're trying to do. You're trying to be both people and yeah. it's not working out. Yeah. I think that also really aligns with the cards that I drew too. It's mm-hmm. just like, there's just kind of too much going on right now. And that's why you feel so frozen. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So then I guess we could pull cards for like what the next steps could be to yeah. move forward. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I'm shuffling those cards back in because I feel like that's the right thing to do in this moment for me. Okay. Okay. I don't know. It's been so long. I'm making all these excuses for my decisions. It's yeah. Like, obviously my intuition is telling me to do these things. I don't know why I'm like <laughs> feeling weird about it. <laughs> Let's see. Okay. I love it when you giggle like that. You're like, I have something fun to share. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. Wow. I, okay. I want to hear what you got. Okay. So in black salt terror from Logan, uh, he changed, I believe, strength to fortitude. So I drew fortitude, which is strength, and the four of swords. Oh, I love it. So I really love that combination because that's that, it's that sense of like, this strong energy and this soft energy, if that makes any sense. So I, I like for the step forward, like, yeah. like self-confidence knowing you, who, who you are, but don't do too much. Don't try to overdo it. So, yeah, that's interesting. Cause I also feel like I got two cards that sort of like offer opposition to one another, which could uh-huh. be insightful. I got the nine of pentacles and then that five of pentacles that Deborah said she was getting every once in a while. Uh But I think the nine of pentacles and five of pentacles, like sort of disparity is really interesting in the context of like trying to find a new job or trying to figure out what you want to do next, because there is this kind of like differentiation between how established you are, how much work and effort you've put into something and how much you've like, 
been or how much you anticipate seeing the fruits of your labor mm-hmm. versus coming from a place of lacking. And right. I think that as a next step, that just shows a lot of kind of like exactly the conflict that you're experiencing, Deborah, where it's like, okay, well, I don't want to be broke. Like I've, I went to school mm-hmm. for this. Like I should be able to get what I want out of this and still be able to support myself. I right. mean, not that that's like easy and capitalist United mm-hmm. States right. right now anyway, but like there's this component of like, okay, well, what is my expectation versus what is the reality? And I think both right. of them being pentacles is so interesting, especially since you had been pulling five of cups, which is not uh-huh. about the actual tangible like acts of whatever job you are. Uh, searching for but I think mm-hmm. that the, maybe exploring the disparity between what you feel like you should be doing and then what you're actually experiencing would be really helpful and yeah. then because I got the five of pentacles I pulled a third cor- third cord a third card <laughs> uh, which ended up being the queen of swords so I think okay. that like it's really encouraging you to lean into your most rational self to like mm-hmm. try to be really realistic and mm-hmm. kind to yourself and to avoid doing what we pulled in the last round of cards with all of the really, really intense, like self pressure of wanting to do everything simultaneously. Right. Exactly. Yes. Agreed. It'll, it, the, I just like the, the balance of like strong sense of who you are and like the softness of not pressuring yourself, like from both right. of our pulls. Yeah. And it's hard because I also, I just think that like the, when you're, when you have feel interests in fields, like, Mm -hmm. like the ones that Deborah has, like with publishing and, um, theater stuff, theater, it's like a lot, neither of those fields are lucrative. Yeah. So if your brain is saying like, well, I mean, they can be for some people, but typically they aren't like, Mm -hmm. they're just a lot of like regular workaday people in those jobs. Right. So it's hard because you're also coming at it with this like highly educated perspective of having a master's degree and something that you see as related, but Uh that jobs might not necessarily see that link for. And also you're trying to, so you're trying to market yourself in that way to two different industries. And you're also trying to finish a novel and you're experiencing health troubles. That's where there's all of this like energy of kind of, trying to do too much coming from right right, so exactly there are a lot of different roles within theaters and within uh and why did i why do i keep forgetting the non oh publishing but i think saying like i'm not really that open to admin work might be the thing that's the that's showing that five of pentacles in my cards like Uh the nine of pentacles is that you expect more than doing admin work Right. But sometimes in those fields, it doesn't really matter. You need to do it. It's like sort of the mm-hmm. old school hazing method of going up in a industry. Yes. Like you kind of have to be open to that stuff, even if you feel like your experience in education should get you more of a like role that isn't more administrative. So I think that that mm-hmm. like expectation versus reality of the nine of pentacles versus the five of pentacles is really reminding you that you have to think critically about what the actual goal is. And if the goal is to get involved in one of these industries, you might just have to opt for the five of pentacles sort of like, this isn't really what I wanted. It's not paying me as much as I wanted, et cetera. In order Uh to, you have to be super hyper rational about it. If my ultimate goal is X, then I need to Y first rather than saying I I've put in so much effort already. I should just be able to 
step in. I mean, it sucks mm-hmm. and it's very like, I don't mean to sound bootstrappy about the whole oh, thing. Oh, no. But both of those industries are particularly like, oh, and then I put in the grind for 20 years yes. and then eventually yes. X, Y, Z. It's just like both of those industries are so focused on that kind of like progression mm-hmm. that it makes it really hard to come into it with the idea yeah. of not wanting to do admin stuff at all. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's it's rough. Ugh. Yeah. But- I think you absolutely, there's like no closed offness to the cards in you pursuing this at all, if that makes right, any sense. Right, exactly. So that's yeah. encouraging, but it's little tweakings of yourself that you can do along the way to make it um, more productive for yourself as well as more successful in the long run. Yeah, that's a much nicer way of putting it than what I said. Thank you, Esther. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> No, we're doing our best. That's why there's two of us, right? I'm just using big words for the first time. So I know. Look at you. Look at how your vocab comes roaring back when you're not trying to speak in a, in a different language all the time. Language all the time. Uh, yeah, exactly. Even though it is super cool, but still. Um, yeah. All right. So our second question is from Katie. And not my sister. Katie with a C. <laughs> Katie says, okay, and also trigger warning for pregnancy loss here. I know we have a lot of, currently, I have, like, almost every single one of my friends. That's not true. <laughs> I have several friends who are currently pregnant after. Not me. I'm not uh, pregnant, FYI. That was not Esther, not Esther, not Esther. Okay. Not Esther, not Esther, not Esther. Not me, not me, not me. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Content warning for pregnancy loss. Uh, and, uh, yeah. That's probably it. Premature health complications I guess anyway okay Katie says how can I best support my mental health and career goals we've got another careers career question long story short I've been working towards applying to a competitive program in a small field for three to four years now I applied I applied sorry let me try that again I applied last cycle and was told that I still needed to finish more prerequisites and needed more experience in the field. I think they didn't read my application. I have seven years of full-time experience. Oh God, that's so frustrating. Katie, I'm so sorry. Oh no. I have also simultaneously been trying to get pregnant for several years. We went through IVF, had a miscarriage, became pregnant with twins that turned into triplets and a reduction surgery because of the risk to everyone. Twins were born extremely premature and we lost one after birth. We had an extended NICU stay, and now our healthy baby is finally home. I'm trying to decide whether to Yay. apply again to these competitive oh. programs, apply to programs that I can do locally that are related but not exactly in my field, long journey to become what I want to become with that degree, or wait a year. I'm already 35. Which path would be the healthiest choice for me? So first of all, I'm absolutely so sad for you and so heartbroken about that mm-hmm. kind of loss. That's incredibly traumatic. Yes, um, yes. And my gut is saying that waiting a year is no big deal because you're only 35. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think like the biggest thing to remind ourselves are that there are so many truly great people in their fields who didn't mm-hmm. even start until they were in their forties. And we put mm-hmm. way too much stock and getting done with stuff sooner. But given all yeah. of the trauma of the last few years, I feel like waiting mm-hmm. one year would make the most sense to me. Yeah, yeah. As as a human friend. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I slightly love how I say human friend. As a human, as a friend, human friend. Yeah, you sound like me. <laughs> as a non as I a corporeal formed friend. 
<laughs> yes. It, uh, I would, it, my gut goes as well as to like taking a year off because I, I am the 37 year old looking on a whole new career change and I'm yeah. finding more and more that people don't care as much. Maybe it's because yeah. the generation that cares about, you know, you staying in a field or getting into a field young are dying off or yeah. maybe it's just the fact that people realize that, oh, I don't have to be dedicated to this job for 50 years anymore. Right. You know, they need to exactly. be dedicated to me as an employer. So I'm not saying to as as a friend who also like has brand new nieces and nephews and, you know, and having other pregnant friends currently taking a year off for yourself and your body is not a bad thing to want or desire. No. So. Anyway. Not at all. And like, I think that it's really normal. I think especially if the last three years mm-hmm. have taught us anything, it's super normal to think, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. What am I doing with my life? Like, is this really what I'm doing? And I had a lot of mm-hmm. this in the last month because one of my friends from college really suddenly passed away and just like awful, awful, tragic, tragic. And then driving mm-hmm. to work a couple de- a couple days after before I was able to go up to Portland for her memorial I was like what am I doing driving like what am I doing mm-hmm. driving to a job where I'm like going to be like I love my job mostly but there are definitely frustrating days and like you know my beautiful friend doesn't get any more chances to live her one life and yeah, what am I doing yeah. being like frustrated about what I'm doing you know so mm-hmm. I think it's like it's hard because we feel like I mean so I'm 36, Esther's 37. We're talking to a person who's about to turn 35. So obviously we don't have that much age on them, but I do feel like the people in our lives that we know who are older, like my mom mm-hmm. always jokes that she doesn't want a 25 year old life coach. She wants an 85 year old life coach. Yeah. Like she yeah. just yes. wants somebody who really has gone through it. People would say that we, as people in our mid thirties are just at the start of everything. I mean, yes. ideally. Yeah. Like, obviously, huge tragedies happen and people don't get more time. But isn't that Mm -hmm. even more reason to allow our bodies to feel what they feel and allow our minds to kind of, like, Mm -hmm. heal and process things without forcing ourselves to go for more and more productivity and, like, Mm -hmm. achievement? Right. Like, for my my grandmother is having a medical procedure done today. She's 92. Do you think that she was thinking or she would think that you're too old to spend a year with your newborn baby? And mm-hmm. then apply to grad schools later, programs later. No, she'd be like, eh, hopefully yeah. you get 60 more years. So spend that yeah. time with that baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause they're only little bitty, itty bitty ones for just a short time. And, and we're experts because we are yeah, both we are famously parents. mothers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, 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 for me, it's, it's less about the baby and more about you as the, a individual. Right. You know, yeah, I feel 100%. like that's the, our, our few point. Other people may be like, oh, the baby, it's so important time. Yeah, it is important, but you as an individual. Yeah, need... and the trauma of, like, having to make all these decisions and then losing a twin, like, that's uh-huh. another thing. Sorry, I don't, I wasn't yeah, going fine. to talk about this, but yeah. my friends, and I also don't want to take away from sweet Katie's question, but my friend Susanna, who died, um was just an absolutely wonderful person and beautiful artist and also a twin and mm-hmm. her twin sister. I li- I shared a, like basically a bed with her twin. I mean, we shared the same bedroom for uh-huh. senior year of college. And it just is like the act of losing a twin is so traumatic and awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the act of, and like watching Susanna's parents at her memorial service and how, 
like it's so insurmountably painful that they can't even talk about it. Like that mm-hmm. her dad got up in front of 150 people because Susanna and her husband, Neil ran two art galleries in Portland on Alberta street. They were like incredibly vibrant community members. So a ton of people showed up for the memorial. It was really beautiful. And Susanna's dad couldn't even talk about it because it's just mm-hmm. so much to be going through. So yeah. I think I'm projecting a lot onto Katie's situation, but you have gone through an enormous trauma and yes, there's like mm-hmm. a gratefulness of having a healthy baby at home, but yeah. between the, first of all, even just the trauma of having somebody so like quickly disregard your application material. I feel like that's right. traumatic. Yes. Like, you know, you have seven professional years in a field you'd love to go into and they're like, sorry, you're not experienced enough. That's a trauma. Uh-huh. There's right. all of these traumas that have been going on with pregnancy attempts, pregnancy loss, you know, having to make these decisions, losing one of your babies, like all of these things. It's so, so incredibly much to then Mm. be trying to change your mindset and saying, okay, back to the productivity train, back to caring about what other people think of me and having other strangers evaluate if I'm good enough or experienced enough for this program. Mm -hmm. I'm using such heavy air quotes in that because it just is like, (laughs) it's hard to think about. You're just opening yourself up for a lot more really difficult stuff. I think mm-hmm. we might be too invested in this to even pull cards <laughs> rationally yeah, yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah. I, I just it, feel like it, taking it year off is the only thing you can do. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I personally don't think that I'd be able to mentally get through all of the things that you're getting through Katie mm-hmm. without, or with the addition of going through a rigorous application process and program, right. Right. In addition right. to everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sorry for crying and I'm sorry for centering no, okay. myself in this question. That's really not cool. That's the ADA, ADHD brain, oh, no. <laughs> the trying to no. make connections brain. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think all, sometimes it's also like the big sister in us to sit people down and be like, please take care of yourself. Please take care. Yeah. Cause I mean, I, I don't know. Like when I was going through my divorce stuff, all the, like the, my book club ladies who are all like in their sixties were like, Oh, you're young. You're, you know, you're still having yeah. to do. <laughs> and so I'm looking at career changes. I'm looking at relationship changes and things like that. And while it's of course, like, like we've said, it's not about like our experiences and things like that, but knowing that there's space in, in giving yourself permission right. to not go back to the grind, to not I put think yourself that in these it. situations. It's like allowing yourself the grace and space to remember that ideally you'll have time. Right. Like, yeah, ideally this will be okay. And it's going to be something that you can definitely revisit and mm-hmm. no one will think less of it. There's just like, not that big of a difference between 34 and 35. Right, There's not that right. big of a difference between 34 and 40. There's not mm-hmm. that big of a difference. Like, no, even though 40 is like such a big, scary number as we get closer to it, it's like, why do people worry about turning 40? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When people, I've, I had friends that, cause I used to be the youngest in a different friends group and people were hitting thirties and they're like, Oh, the, my thirties. And I'm like, I have no idea what they're talking about. Like as, as the elder millennial now, I'm like, I'm doing great. I don't know yeah. about anybody else. This is great. I, I like being it here. So, yeah. <laughs> so maybe I'm just a weirdo. No, <laughs> I think you're right. I mean, when you think about like the, the things that you were raised to value, you uh-huh. like tried those things. You got married. Yeah. It didn't yeah. work. Like you, it didn't work. You put right. yourself out there. Like you've really done a lot. And so you should be proud of where you are at 37 yeah. and you should be excited about the future. So I just yeah. think that like 
it's easy to be like, oh my God, I'm getting so old. But the only reason we think that is because everyone has this idea that they go to high school, they go to college, they get into a career and then that's what they do. Mm -hmm. But life is hopefully long. Yeah. Well, and, (laughs) and all the entertainment that we have mostly ever consumed in our lives has, has always been like, 40s and below 30s and below yeah and more specifically like high high school college age and below that's the only time frame we've ever been like looking in on or being a part of and so it's like going back to the other question or not going back to what holly said having those mentors around you who are older and not yeah. like looking at all like the t- tick. I'm, I'm not. This is not specific. I, this is just my pet peeve. Like the TikTok life coaches who are 22, and I'm like, how are you a life coach? You barely lived. You know, like, right? Exactly. <laughs> like, yes, yeah. you can you can think that you've experienced a lot of stuff, but like, mm-hmm. there's nothing like time that gives you those right. experiences. Right. All right. right. I do think that I'm cooled off enough that okay. we could okay. actually we talked it out a little bit. Good. We okay. talked <laughs> it out a little bit. Yeah. I just feel yeah. so passionately that we have to like let ourselves go at mm-hmm. our own pace and not try to like meet up with people in the same way. Like it only, mm-hmm. only causes sadness and frustration if you're trying to keep up with other people's timelines. So, right. okay. So I guess the way to do this, do you want to just pull for the three different options? Like maybe two cards each for each of the options that, she, that Katie lays out. Okay. So the three different options as a reminder for myself and the audience, we have staying at home. We have well, so in right. order, in order, oh, in order, okay. it is in order. Apply to the competitive programs again. Okay. Applying to less competitive programs that okay. aren't exactly in her field, or waiting a year. And the question okay. is, which is healthiest for her? Okay, healthiest. I'm not gonna let my opinion influence me. <laughs> this is a take some deep cleansing that. breaths. Yeah, exactly. <gasps> this is practice for removing our own feelings. We'll see how it goes. All right, so competitive programs. Competitive oh. programs. Non-competitive programs. Staying at home. Yeah. Okay. I'm pulling for all of the three at the same time. Yeah, I pulled it for all three at the same time. I just drew one card because oh. it was just going to get confusing on my desk if there's like four billion cards uh, right in front of me right now. Because I have a tiny area. Interesting. This is going to be an exercise in removing my own opinions. Hey, hey. Uh, all right. So what did you get for reapplying for the competitive programs? The Ace of Wands. Okay. And I got the King of Wands and the Ten of Swords. Oh, okay. Okay. I was like, oh, that sounds really great. And then no. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so I feel like those three, having an Ace and a King is saying like, this uh-huh. is definitely great. This is a good path. But the Ten mm-hmm. of Swords is reflecting that exhaustion. And that, like, yeah. just bone-deep tiredness and, like, overwhelmed mm-hmm. kind of, yeah. you know, ten freaking swords stabbed into yeah, your well back. I, yeah, I also think that it may be also indicative of the people in the program and how they would react towards you, essentially. So, Oh, interesting. Yeah, I think just in general for me, it's like, sh- yes, that applying for the competitive programs is a great idea because, mm-hmm. like, in general, but... 
know that right now it's going to be overwhelming. Like the Ten of Swords to me really sort of darkens the Ace of Wands and King of Wands vibe. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. For the less competitive programs, what card did you get? I got the Six of Wands. Okay. Interesting. And I got the Ace of Cups and the Three of Cups. Oh, okay. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel I think like, it, yeah, like, like this is a program that's definitely, or this route is definitely doable and you would have relationships and friendships and lots of emotional health. In yeah. That I think people would really celebrate you going mm-hmm. back to do a program locally that might be a little bit less intensive. Yeah. But that doesn't, it, I think it would be more for like the social interactions yes. almost like yes. the way people are reacting to you versus like mm-hmm. you being excited about it. Like the three right. of cups is very like the three of cups and the six of wands are both like, uh-huh. woohoo, like yeah. party girl. Like we're having so much fun. <laughs> we're doing such a great job. But mm-hmm. I think, I do think that that's more about other people's reactions to you yeah. than about your own interest. Yes, yes. It's we didn't get that internal like motivation. Like the Ace of Wands here is like that internal motivation. Both the Six of Wands and the Three of Cups are external motivations. And yeah. the Ace and the Ace of Cups is would be like your internal motivation to connect and to do things. Right. Um, there. Right. So there is still some of that, but I do feel like yeah. there's a lot of external. Yeah. All right. So then for waiting a year, what card did you get? I got the Five of Cups. Okay, and I got the Six of Cups and the Five of Pentacles. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, okay. so I guess we were just projecting all of our own stuff, and <laughs> maybe Katie is emotionally prepared to apply for this program again. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the and one l- thing to consider is that application like materials get turned in a year ahead of mm-hmm. time, so you would still have time to mentally feel and prepare yourself if you right. applied now. Um, or if the application process has already kind of passed for starting in fall, I don't know if this is an academic program even, but I'm assuming it is. Mm-hmm. That's just my own probably. Cause it's like yeah. cyclical. Yeah, um, yeah. but it would still, I think that just preparing yourself for how exhausting this competitive program is going to be is kind of the key. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. that it can and- be really healthy and good for you, but it is going to be exhausting. So making sure that you're setting up the framework for all of that now would help alleviate mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Or going in with the expectation of the least competitive program that while it may not be fulfilling with certain passions and other ways, it's more emotionally healthy for you. Oh yeah, totally. The support system is really there. So maybe, yeah. Yeah. Doing one of them is definitely the right move. I think we didn't even really talk about the six of cups, five of pentacles and five of cups together. But I think that it's very clear that that's (laughs) indicating that you would be feeling like you were missing out and losing on a lot Mm -hmm. of stuff. And like you were giving too much of yourself to somebody else. So that doesn't mm-hmm. seem very healthy. Mm-hmm. Like the the mm-hmm. six of cups paired with the five of cups and five of pentacles is very much yeah. like you would be feeling terrible about how much you're giving up. Yeah. 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 So the, to which me, is, the health, healthiest, which is the the question, question, it would be the 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 lesser involved program or the less yeah because there wasn't anything that was necessarily bad about that there's a lot of celebration a lot of happiness a lot of like emotional opportunity for fulfillment um and none of the swords 
That is so interesting. What a great example of just our initial reactions being mm-hmm. not really what the cards yeah. are saying. Yeah. And I guess it's also like a good way to show people that you can't emotionally remove yourself from the opinions, if it makes sense. Yeah. Like you don't always have to find a way to, to fit your opinion into the cards and make it happen because you could twist whatever meaning. Right. That's not what they're saying. You know, right, so. exactly. I feel like this was really, it. really clear. Like the difference between the more local mm-hmm. program that has a longer journey towards your ultimate goals and this waiting a year was stark and consistent. Mm-hmm. Like yes. that was a very, yes. very clear differentiation. Yes, agree. agree wow, agree. Esther, Tara's so cool. We should do this more. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Right? We always forget, like, oh, we're not, we're not, I mean, I always think, Esther, you're not that great of a reader. You're just pulling cards and doing the blah, blah, blahs. But then, like, stuff like this happens. I'm like, hey, that's not too bad. Hey, we're great shady. at this. Sure. Yeah, totally. This. I, I, I had a coworker just, she, I, I normally work in the office on Wednesdays and Thursdays, and she normally does Monday and Tuesday. So we don't see each other in person that often. And mm-hmm. she saw my door cracked when she happened to be there on last Wednesday. And she's like, oh, my God, I have so much to tell you. Like, is there any time, any way you have a chance for a reading? And a lot of the times when I'm at work, I'm like, kind of like, I don't really, I can't, I can't make the time for that because it requires right. sometimes if I'm not in a tarot-y mood, requires so much like, all right, let's get in the mm-hmm. mindset of reading cards for her. And I randomly was just like, mm-hmm. Sounds great. Let's do it. Like, do you have time now? Like, sit down. Uh-huh. And it was such a good reading. And I was like, God damn. Sometimes I still feel like such a novice, like just such a uh-huh. dummy who just does not know what she's doing at all. But right, I think that right. we actually are like pretty established tarot readers at this point, yeah. Esther. I think so. <laughs> now, we have like now that we've been podcasting couple hundred about it for <laughs> podcast episodes, and we wrote a book about the history of it. <laughs> I'm just feeling like maybe we kind of know some stuff. Into our thirties, we're finally like we've we're here, we're we're good. We're yeah, and there's always like room for more, obviously. But oh I just, yeah, like that reading was really kind of eye opening to me. I feel like I need to go journal or something. I'm not gonna yeah. journal. Who am I kidding? I don't journal. I'll voice memo myself about <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, do that. Yes, I love it. <laughs> All right, so wow, we don't have very much time left, but I did think no. that it might be. So we're not gonna review a whole deck, which wasn't our plan no. for the second episode of the season anyway, just because we wanted to talk about new decks that we've gotten in the since mm-hmm. our last uh, conversation about this. So I have done my absolute best this season to actually keep track of which decks and uh, I guess decks specifically I received uh, over okay. the last couple of months. So do you want to talk about new decks? Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. You are Yay. still expecting like eight more giant packages of all of your stuff from Korea. Yes, right? <laughs> I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> are you getting new decks too or just waiting for your existing decks? Um, I have, I've purchased some new decks from a local witchy shop that I found. Oh, that's um, right. They, uh, they have, they have more like mass market decks. So I need to introduce them to the indie community, but, yeah. uh, but they had some decks there that I wanted to pick up, but never did in Korea because they weren't available there. So yay. Awesome. And then also it should be said that Claire's new book, the ancestors book, Claire Goodchild's yes. new book yes, yes, comes yes. out today as we're recording. It, so it'll be just uh-huh. recently out when this episode yes. is released. And Yay. that's exciting. It is exciting. I can't wait to get my little girl paws on it. It turns Amazon out I pre-ordered it from two different places. I thought oh. I had not ordered it on Amazon because I have been trying to avoid Amazon. So I ordered it on right. Barnes and Noble. And it turns out that I had ordered it in both places. So now I'm getting two copies. Oh. Which I'm fine with Oops. because I will give one to a family member or something. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like it. 
And uh, that'll also be my karmic retribution for our friend Aaron, uh, formerly of Heaving Bosoms, who accidentally bought our book, like our book, like four or five times. <laughs> oh, no. Well, yes, yes. Okay. Okay. Well, she that kept means I just have to buy her it. book. Yeah, when it eventually, when it inevitably comes out to great fanfare. But yeah, she kept forgetting she'd pre-ordered it and ordered it again. And then she eventually got four of them. And her first reaction, like many other people's, wow, this is a giant book. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. And weighs a lot, especially if you're sending boxes home. (laughs) Yeah, when I was in Portland for Susanna's memorial, I went to, I was staying with one of our friends. And uh, thank you, Mo. That was really, really kind of you. It was so 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 fun to stay at her house with her and hang out with her dog but she had our book in her house and it's on her shelves that like when she's on video uh video meetings for work oh yeah see our book over her shoulder and that makes me feel so proud to see my you know to see our book in people's houses it's just crazy if we were better at pr we'd be like everyone tag us in your shelfie with our book oh yeah yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) We, I mean, I do really it if you're listening anymore, to this. So, exactly. Yeah, do it. Like, so, and we'll see so it three months from now. Yeah. yeah. And you'll, we, we'll see if you put it in your stories, we'll see it three months from now. Yes. And Instagram won't even show us what it looks show it. like. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Okay. I got a lot of decks. Oh, okay. Well, you go through your list first because I only have three. <laughs> okay. The one that I was absolutely the most excited about was Thea's Tarot, which I think we've talked oh, yes, about yes, yes. on the uh-huh. podcast. And we definitely talked about in the context of our book, which is one uh-huh. of the early feminist decks. Uh, it came out mm-hmm. in like 1984. Four, um, I think. Yeah. yeah. That's what it says on the back. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was like trying to remember what we wrote wrote in the book. And it's woodblock printed, which is so Mm -hmm. cool. I love that style. And when we were writing the book, I was like, man, I'm into this deck. But the only way you could get it is to buy the accompanying book that somebody wrote in the 2000s about it and basically cut out the images because Ruth Ruth West, the creator, wasn't still like publishing the deck. Mm -hmm. But in 2023, um, Metonym... Met, I don't know how to say this. Metnomi. Oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, press, which is in Canada, got permission to reprint it. So I, d- I missed the first round. I, like, totally wasn't paying attention. Oh, yeah. One of my social media breaks. And <laughs> I missed it. And then when I saw it being offered again, I bought it immediately. And it totally lives up to my expectations. I would say I kind of wish that the card texture were different. Mm-hmm. Um, but the actual art is really, really great and very sort of like naturalistic woodblock printing. Like it's, okay. it's almost brutalist. Like it's not yeah. flowery or light. It's like a heavy sort of brutalist woodblock print, but oh. I love it. There's a lot of lightness in it, even mm-hmm. though I just said it was heavy because the actual <laughs> images are, it's very high contrast. It's just black and white. There's like mm-hmm. no other colors throughout the entire thing. Not as any accents even, but there's a lot of like stars and moons, a lot of celestial references. And I just think that it's really pretty. And so I'm so happy that I finally got my hands on it. Yay. I have it too, but uh, from the podcast, Rachel has it. And when we meet, eventually we will do the exchange. I have so, so much stuff I need to send you and it's not going to happen this week. <laughs> oh, it's fine. I'll it's work fine. on it. It's fine. <laughs> uh, then you sent me two decks that you found at your used bookstore, which you yes. sent them just like in our group chat. And I was like, wait a second. Will you please get me that? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they were they were like what it was like four bucks a piece or something for yeah used. something like that. And one yeah. of them is a botanical cocktail deck. 
They're mm-hmm. like traditional Oracle size. So they're kind of big. And each one of them has a different cocktail recipe. They kind of have a tiny bit of a, uh, like some of them have some like mini Oracle components to the descriptions, but most of them oh. don't. So okay. I think it truly is just like a fun, like experiment almost of like, Oh, yeah. let's see what I get, which is super yeah. fun. I might leave it in my kitchen actually. And then the other one is called 100 Ways to Connect with Nature. And it's 50 cards. So each of them have options on either side. And I've already totally fallen in love with it. So oh, some of them good. are things that are big, like book uh-huh. an overseas trip or whatever. Uh, uh-huh. What is it? Book an overseas trip in nature, which is like, what? That's crazy. But then some of them will be <laughs> like, watch a documentary or go on a leaf peeping road trip or mm-hmm. find your favorite sit spot or whatever. So I think that each side like uh-huh. you'd pull a card and then you would choose from either side to see which one would be a okay. option for you like one of them is like going through your wardrobe to make sure that you're keeping stuff with natural fibers and the oh. other one is like book an off-grid break like go okay. on a trip for a weekend or whatever so i think there's one that's something that you can do pretty quickly and one that's something right. that would be more of a long-term way to reconnect with nature but as part of my grieving process of my friend Susanna, whose art really focused on the natural world uh, mm-hmm. And so did her gallery. Uh, I was feeling very disconnected from nature. And this uh, deck seems like a really good antidote to that. Yes. Yes. I, I it's, it's, it looked, both of those decks looked very cute. I did not open the boxes. So I have no idea. The I noticed. I was so sound... surprised. I was like, oh, no, I, I would have absolutely <laughs> opened the box. <laughs> oh no. I have purchased them and I literally threw them in an envelope and then sent it off. So. <laughs> you know, I had to send my sister, my car key for a very elaborate reason. And I was like, I'm uh-huh. going to write her a cute note and like include some candy in it or whatever. By the time I actually got around to it, I literally just put it into the smallest UPS, USPS, <laughs> like flat rate shipping box and was like, whatever, yeah. this is, this yeah. is all she's going to get from me. <laughs> well, it, me sending it is the biggest part of this because it's not sitting in my house collecting dust. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then when I was in Portland for my friend, Susanna's Memorial, one of our other friends, Colleen, who I love said that she'd been holding onto this Oracle deck. She'd found at a thrift store for like years oh. waiting to give it to me. Oh. Uh, and it is called the cartouche Oracle deck. And it's very, very, like Egyptian themed. So I need to dig oh. into it because it's really pretty. The colors are great um, and it's really pretty, but I don't really know much about it. And, and a thing that I absolutely love, whoever mm-hmm. owned this before had taken extensive notes on a little piece of legal paper and it's included in the, in the Ooh. deck box. That's the best oh, part about buying used nice. decks. I love that. Yeah. I know. I'm stoked about it. Um, and then I also got a bunch of Kickstarters in the mail. So okay. oh. the Hearts Oracle, mm-hmm. Lilifer Tarot, which is by, who's the creator of this deck? She did, she did it, or they did a deck that we reviewed, I think maybe in winter season, Marianne okay. Constantine. Mm-hmm. And it's like really angular and bright and fun. And the backs of the cards are some of my favorite card backs of all time. Ooh, okay, okay. And then other Kickstarters that I got were Black Salt, so from mm-hmm. Logan, of course. Eerie Encounters, which is an Oracle deck of all Oh, yes. Yes. Very fun. I saw that. So cute. And I think that that's it for my Kickstarters. Oh, Lilac Lenormand. I think that. Oh, yes. Logan sent us a. Yes, he sent us review An, copies. A review copy? Yeah. Okay, that's yep. what I thought. Yeah, it is a really great deck. 
And, and then so the Green Menagerie, which I totally forgot mm-hmm. that I backed, but that also is kind of like a... To me, it feels very... Um, well, it's like very Rider-Waite-Smith clone-ish, but with some additional oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. fun stuff going on and different characters, and so I'm really excited about that. The only problem with that is that it came in a really big box, which is a booklet oh. issue. A booklet mm. issue more than anything else, as we know. Yeah, yeah. And then... Ugh. I guess I have three more, really. Um, okay. Sorry, I got a lot of decks, apparently. I also got the Witches, Tarot of the Witches Garden, which is a Llewellyn. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. And that reminds me a lot of kind of a combination of um, Druid Craft and, mm-hmm. like, other Llewellyn decks that are kind of, like, foresty themed. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then lastly, my sister-in-law, my husband's sister, sent me some tarot decks in the mail. And one was Moon Witch Oracle, which is really fun and kind of like that, that like all black style that always kind of reminds me of like Eastern European folklore, where it's a lot of like those sorts of like um, highly stylized florals almost and block colors. And then also the mini cat tarot. And I think oh, so. Yeah. My my sister in law doesn't isn't in the tarot world at all. So she no, must yeah. have found these like at a tarot store. Two of them were mm-hmm. counterfeit, and oh, one of the oh. counterfeit ones was the Moon Witch Oracle. So I w- looked through it and I was like, oh, I actually really like this. And so I bought myself an actual copy because I think that that's my strategy. Yeah, yeah. Because it is just so awkward when you're given a gift of a counterfeit deck. Right. Yeah, I agree. It's, I wish that people who would carry like decks, cause this it's, it's a pervasive problem, but that they right. would be in more store. discerning instead of going for the, right. Like, yeah. That, and that also tells me that they're not in it for the person and the actual experience that they're in it for the, the dollar for themselves. Right. So. Exactly. So I really appreciated the thoughtfulness of the gift and yeah. my, Strategy for dealing with it is to just support the authors yeah. of the counterfeit decks in other ways. And yeah. so I did. Good. And I'm that feels great. For you. Yeah. And now I want to hear what you got. And then I was also thinking next week we'll go on our AI rant. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. We can do our AI rant next week. The highly anticipated AI rant. Um, so I got the Mushroom Tarot. Um, oh, finally. Yay! So I saw it and I was like, I, th- I saw it on their website. And I was like, I have to get it from them immediately. So yeah, the mushroom tarot. So I finally got to get all the little sporish stuff. It was really cute. Cause this, I like the, all, the psychedelicness of it is so much fun. Oh, I also, so good. I also got the, oh, what's this deck's name? Cause this, it's very like nondescript on the outside. Let's see the Botanica tarot. And it's the one that has like t- lots of flowers on it. Logan uses it on his Instagram a lot. There's like no titles or words. It's just symbols. Oh. So that's going to be a challenge for moi. Um, but it's just beautiful with, with the, I, it was on Kickstarter originally with like the gorgeous, like lots of perks and stuff or whatever. It, but I was just not in a time financially where I could support it. Oh yeah. I but, really like that one. It reminds yeah. me of uh, that australian deck with all the animals in it yes is it by the yes. same creator it is by the same creator so so like and even like to for me they even like include the like like lots of nice bonus things in the mass market edition so oh, that's so great so we'll talk about it when we, we review the, the deck but it's just really, yeah really nice that'll definitely okay it's not actually the same person as did oh what, what deck am i thinking of 
whatever. I'll come up with it as soon as we stop recording. I love that too. And I think I was in the same boat as you. I was just like not feeling like buying a new deck at the time was a good idea. But Mm -hmm. that is so pretty. And then my last deck, which has become like a favorite of mine because I got it right before I left Korea, was Tarot of the Holy Spectrum. That's by Lindsay Mack of Tarot of the Wild Soul, I believe. Oh, yeah. Fellow Tarot podcaster. Podcast name. And her husband is the one that design this deck and i didn't think i'd like it as much as i do but i like is really powerful and has done a really like super scary accurate readings with it oh Um, which i can talk about when i get there so um but anyway those are the three that i have purchased over the summer and thankfully now i'll be able to get more yeah all of your stuff and i have some for you too okay yay Amazing. Well, good job us. And yes, I can't wait to see what everyone else has gotten. That's interesting. You know, always yeah. tag us and stuff. We're fine with that or post it in the, yeah. in, in the post Facebook, Facebook group or Discord. And Discord. Yeah. People love we to love talk about it. Stuff. And we're officially back for fall now. Yay. I mean, fall I probably fall. shouldn't have said that. Knock on wood. Hopefully nothing goes wrong. Yeah. Exactly. All right. But that's, that's our exactly. show. <laughs> So don't forget to send us your questions. You can find all of our contact information and the form with which to submit questions on our website, which is wildlytarot.com. And by our book, The History of Tarot Art, it's available wherever books are sold and we want to keep it that way. Yes, we do. You can also find us on Instagram at Wildly Tarot Podcast, at Celestial Esther, and at Holly Enchanted. Also, our, join our Facebook group by searching Wally Terror Podcast on Facebook or join our Discord server, which is linked in the show notes. And remember, go forth and tarot wildly this week. <laughs> we, we love, love you, you so very much. Love we you, do, love we you. Do. Bye. <laughs>